how to get better at conversation and social interaction as an introvert. If you want to become a more effective communicator as a shy person, as a timid person, you are absolutely not alone, first of all. So many people I chat with tell me how they really want to be better at conversation and interacting with people, but they're just too afraid to put themselves out there because of the crippling social anxiety. We know by this point the value of social interaction and how amazing it feels to have a lively and meaningful conversation with someone. So the question that we're answering in this video is not why we need to be a better communicator, but how to be a better communicator, specifically how to be a better communicator as a shy person. And sure, it does require some courage on your part, but that goes for extroverts as well. No one is 100% confident 100% of the time. Some types of social interaction and some people we engage with might leave even the strongest and most confident communicators shaking from social anxiety. I think we all know how that's felt. Today, I am sharing four ways you can improve your communication skills and have more engaging conversations with people. And yes, it's true that sometimes we might just need to muster up enough courage to have that conversation. But once you're communicating, it's time to truly be in it. With that, let's jump right in. All right, for introverts specifically, but also for people who might feel timid and shy every now and then, let's see what we can do. Focus on listening. Listening is not as scary as speaking because you're not put on the spot in the same way. But don't undervalue your role as a listener. It's no insignificant responsibility. Half of communication is good listening. And there is a right way and a wrong way to listen. Let's talk about the right way to listen. The right way to listen is to show interest. Show that you're engaged in the conversation and interested in what the speaker is sharing and what they have to say. By actively listening, what you're doing is you're nodding, you're doing a triple nod, you're leaning in, you're using discourse markers like, right, wow, cool, nice, hmm, aha, and so forth. You get the idea. Because that shows that you care what they have to say. And we like it when people show interest in what we have to say. Doing the opposite of that would be the wrong way to listen. So please be mindful. And believe it or not, even if you feel like you're being discreet with that, the speaker will definitely pick up on it, make a mental note, and it might influence future exchanges you have with them. So a good communicator is also a good listener, right? It's not just being able to speak well, but also listen well. So as a shy person, you might not necessarily want to do the talking at the beginning of the conversation, and that is fine. So give yourself some time to warm up listen more than you speak. And then once you're ready, once you feel more comfortable with the person, once you've warmed up to the setting, to the location, to the topic, to the person with whom you're interacting, then you can speak. But don't feel the need to jump into conversation right away and be super talkative right at the get-go. Give yourself some time and give the other person a chance to speak. And as you're warming up, in the meantime, you can showcase your extraordinary listening skills. They will definitely be impressed. And moreover, they will notice that you're a great listener. 
Number two, build on it. All right. You should feel absolutely zero pressure to come up with a topic of conversation. Is it the right topic? Is it an interesting topic? Are they going to have anything to say on this topic? Instead, what you can do is build on what the speaker is sharing. And since you've been listening so closely and carefully and attentively, you'll be able to ask those follow-up questions. For example, if the speaker is telling you about their new workout, you can follow up by asking how long they've been consistently training. Alternatively, you can ask them what their favorite types of training are. The goal with building on the conversation is to take the pressure off of you to come up with a new topic, something exciting, and to come up with new material because there's no need for that. Use what you've got. Use what they're giving you, meaning ask elaboration questions, clarifying questions, follow-up questions. Those are great ways to build on the current topic. So again, you don't have to work with any original material. If you're on the topic of working out, let's say, maybe that got you thinking about the great outdoors. And now you're onto a related topic of hiking and other outdoor activities that you enjoy. That's great. Be on the lookout for opportunities like that too. And that's also building on the conversation because it's a related topic, right? It's a slight topic switch, but it's still related. One of my absolute favorite aspects of conversation and communication is how fluid it can be, right? You just click with the person and conversation is flowing. It just unfolds naturally. It ebbs and flows and you don't really know what direction it's going to take you in. It gets pretty magical like that. And then suddenly someone interjects with, how did we get on this topic? How did we get here? Or what was it that we were originally talking about? Sometimes those moments happen and it's really fun to really point that out because it's like, well, the conversation just takes on a life of its own. That's really especially true when someone has really good rapport with the other person. And also when both parties are engaged in the conversation, it just, the conversation takes on a life of its own. Good stuff. All right. Number three, can you relate? All right. This one's good because it allows you to find common ground. Is there anything that the speaker is sharing that you can relate to? Do you have a similar experience, a similar anecdote, a similar funny story to share with them? Is there something that you can share from your own fields of experience, insights that might resonate with them as well? Now, it shouldn't be totally random, right? Try to find a modicum of similarity in there because that's really about helping establish common ground and increasing the chance of building rapport. So if they're sharing something about their study abroad year, and if you studied abroad, then you can share that experience. Alternatively, if you didn't study abroad, but you have an interesting story from your junior year in college, which is the time most people do go abroad, then that's still a great way to find common ground, trying to find some type of similarities. And again, this does not require you to work with new material or just pull something out of your hat because you're using what they're giving you. You're using that as guidance, but you're still adding to the conversation and you're sharing your own ideas and experiences and stories and insights. And that, my friend, what you're bringing to the table is unique in and of itself. So it will be interesting. Number four, express yourself. So we are always communicating, even when we think we're not communicating. For example, when we're silent, we're communicating. Sure, we're not using words per se, but silence is communicating something. So it just goes to show that 
communication is not just about the words we use, right? There's so much that you can say with your body language, your hand gestures, your facial expressions, your tone of voice. If you have an expressive face, great. Keep it up. You can use that. Just engaging your face can show that you are paying attention to the conversation. Now, if you're not an expressive person, then that might be a good place to start. Try to incorporate adding some facial expressions and hand gestures to the conversation. You can practice hand gestures, practice making facial expressions in the mirror, try to feel what that feels like, if that makes sense. I know we're getting a little meta with that, but it can even be as simple as a smile, furrowing the brows, raising the eyebrows, that's a great place to start. The point is that you can communicate through your expressions. So that's again, low touch. And until you feel confident and ready to speak and add more to the conversation, you can express yourself through your hand gestures and your facial expressions while the person is speaking or in answer to something that they ask you or say. And then once you feel more confident and ready and warmed up, you can add words to the nonverbal communication because this will add that extra dimension to your message. But again, no pressure to dive right into the conversation and just start talking, talking, talking. You can still participate in the conversation in other ways, one of them being with nonverbal communication. So those are strategies to help introverts become more confident communicators during social interaction. And this goes for casual conversations as well as business conversations. Honestly, even extroverts have days where they might be feeling shy or timid, and that is okay because nobody is 100% impervious to social anxiety. We all have those moments where social interaction can feel a little daunting. So if you're an extrovert or ambivert, watching this lesson, then these strategies will come in handy for you too. Not just the introverts out there. All right, so let's quickly recap. One, you wanna focus on listening. A good communicator is also a good listener. So show interest and be engaged. Two, you wanna build on it. So you're gonna ask your follow-up questions. You're gonna ask elaboration questions and clarifying questions. There's no need to bust out new material. Just work with what they're saying. Don't feel like you need to reinvent the wheel, right? That is not necessary whatsoever. You can still participate in conversation and be engaged by just using what they have been giving you. Three, can you relate? Is there a similar experience or story or anecdote that you have to share? You bring fresh insights and new perspectives to the table, making what you share unique and interesting. Four, express yourself. Your body language is communicating. Your face is communicating. And if you're expressive with your face and your hand gestures, great job. Keep it up. Use that in social interaction. And if you're not, then that might be something to pay attention to, particularly if you feel like you're shy and you don't want to necessarily speak at the get-go, right? You want to communicate in other ways and that's okay. Just start being aware of it and see if you can incorporate more hand gestures and facial expressions. Practice these strategies and make them your own. That way they will be part of your communication toolkit and they'll enable you to participate in conversation even when you're not up to speaking or you're not feeling your most confident in that moment. You can still communicate. You can still add value to the conversation in other ways. 
All right, Explorers, that is it for me. I hope that you love this lesson. Let me know how you liked it. Which strategies are your favorite? Share that in the comments below. What other ways do you think someone can contribute to the conversation as a timid, shy, or introverted person? Share that with me and the Exploring community in the comments down below. And if you love this lesson, please be sure to let us know. Give it a like, share it with friends, and don't forget to subscribe and turn on those notifications so that you never miss a beat here at Exploring. All right, I will see you in the next Exploring lesson. Happy Exploring.